1: That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash a Hello
2: and welcome to Nothing Concrete, the Barbican podcast. I'm Ben Eshmade and one of the joys of speaking to filmmakers for the Barbican is that occasionally the writing, the directing, the acting, everything about the film is extraordinary. Back in 2016, we spoke to some of the talent behind what was to be the winner of the 2017 Academy Award for Best Picture. Let's return to Moonlight. I've had men and women
3: sort of say, you know, I know that feeling. Mm. I've been there.
4: It's not a judgmental film. It's really just holding a mirror up mm. to the lives of, you know, young black men, young black women who are all intertwined all needing something from one another, all leaning on each other. And they have, you know, these nuanced lives.
0: You know, I relate to that in every bit of who he is because I know the struggle that he has.
2: To the film itself, and we follow the life of Sharon, played by three different actors, as he struggles with issues of identity across his life. Janelle Monae plays Teresa, a role model for the younger Sharon, with other notable roles for Naomi Harris as Paula, Sharon's mother, and Hershler Ali as one, a drug dealer who becomes a father like figure to Sharon. At
0: some point, you gotta decide for yourself who you gonna be. Can't let nobody make that decision for
2: you. I spoke to both Travante and Janelle. Let's start with Travante, who plays the last drug dealing incarnation of lead character Sharon, distinguished by the nickname Black. I started by asking his path to this role.
0: For me, it was really, I got, uh, it was just a typical audition. I got the email. My manager called me right away. She was like, this is the best thing that i ever read. You have to read this. Stop everything you're doing. I know you're at the gym. <laughs> Put the weights down. <laughs> read this. And, you know, I did. And it was just the best thing that I'd ever read. Or yes. read, And, yeah, man, I went in. Initially, I went in for the role of Kevin that Andre Holland played. and oh, yeah. You know, Barry stops me halfway through the audition. No, no, no! You're the other guy. I'm going to make this interesting. Come back tomorrow, and blah, blah, blah. And you know, two or
2: three auditions later, I get the ball. I got the part. It's really interesting because it's in three parts, and you're obviously in the third part. But you're kind of through the film, but you're not. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a strange thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about the essence,
0: man. Like everybody mm. has, or you know, it was a remarkable casting. But we have, I guess, we all capture the same essence, mm. and so you have that sense of me throughout each chapter. And then I kind of pull from one. Who is Marshall Ali's character? So he, ha- I mean, you know, so there's some semblance of him in my character. Yeah. So you feel like we're all always there in a sense. You know what I mean?
5: What happened? Huh? What happened, Chiron? Why you didn't come home like you're supposed
1: to? And who is you? Nobody.
5: I
0: found him yesterday. Found him in a hole on 15. Yeah, that one. Some boys chased him in the cut. He's scared more than anything. He wouldn't tell me where he lived till this morning.
4: Well, thanks for seeing to him. He usually can take care of
1: himself. he good that way.
0: I called Barry right after booking the role to ask about, you know, specific characteristics that Alex, particularly the first, you know, the first um, Sharon had to kind of not emulate, but to kind of, you know, develop and other characteristics that I wanted to bring to the character that I thought, but Barry was more like, no. I I wrote them, I fabricated them, I'm washing my hands of them. It's really a testament to to Jesse Ramirez, who was our casting director, and you know, Barry's just incredible eye at seeing the eyes, I get you know, in in all of us, which is a very unique thing, man. Because in an audition, you don't, you're not 100 percent as an actor. You you know, at best, maybe you're 65, 70, which is great, and for Barry to see that and to be able to notice that we can all, you know, come together mm. with that seventy percent, it was incredible. So there was never a moment that he had to be like, no, 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 it's more like this, mm. because we were always in what he would like to call the striking zone. And as long as we were in the striking zone, he had any and everything he wanted to pull from. There was a mirror out of things that we did that were perfect. He knew what he wanted, but at the same time, he was like again very free, you know. So it was it was a unique kind of Mr. Miyagi-sensei kind of thing, where he would just say one word and we would all know. And then it would be a free range of motion within that word for us to play. You know what I
4: mean? All right. Water for me and a little gin for you. Boy, please. I know wine used to give you that gin. We ain't doing that up in here, shouted You don't think my joke was funny? What's wrong? Nothing.
2: I'm
4: good. No. I ain't seen good. And you
2: ain't it. Janelle Monet.
4: So, Moonlight, when I read the script, the incredible script by Barry Jenkins, I was moved to tears, and it was because I knew Chiron. He reminded me of a young cousin, he reminded me of a nephew, uh, I knew all these characters, mm-hmm. and I felt like it was so important to speak about the black gay male experience. We mm-hmm. hadn't seen that on TV, at least not in my generation. And so Teresa, to me, played an important role, one that I felt very connected to, and I felt like I've played in my, my personal life to other people. Uh, she played the role of the nurturer, someone who was non-judgmental. She was a great listener. She was warm, and you always felt safe
2: with her. To, to Little, she is a surrogate mother. She, she is mm-hmm. the mother that, unfortunately, he's never had.
4: Yeah, she is a surrogate mother and I think my personal experiences I've had people in my family very close to me who have dealt with crack addiction. So I also had to go to that space mentally mm-hmm. those people whose mothers who were or fathers were not there for them because of crack addiction what they needed. Mm-hmm. And they did need a mom. They needed someone there who who was able to give them the emotional support. And not because they didn't want to, it was just because they were sick mm-hmm. and they just could not do it. So I wanted to make sure that Teresa fulfilled one I read it. There was so much power in the silence, Mm -hmm. you know. Once I got there, uh, I felt like some things didn't even need to be spoken. Again, I wanted Teresa to be a good listener. I think we need more of that. And every scene, no matter from the first time you saw her to the last time, she she was just a listener for him. He already had people talking down to him, talking at him, talking Mm -hmm. on top of him, and and that— that I didn't want that to be her role. What's you? you looking at me like that for?
0: What man? Come on, you just drove down here. Yeah, like you was just, you was just on one, and you hit the highway.
2: I mean, how did you feel towards the character? I mean, as the audience, you're very sympathetic because you know he, his homosexuality is so suppressed, but. That's just one aspect of the, the things he's had to deal with in his life. Absolutely, the thing—the thing that kind of helped me relate
0: to Sharon so much was I've seen. I mean, obviously, I grew up with one, one of my best friends since I'm ten years old. He, uh, you know, came out in his early twenties, and you know, I saw his kind of struggle within himself, and I saw it. And, I, and you know, I, I was young; I didn't understand how to kind of verbalize myself to like, I can. I'm here for you to like talk to me, please. So I literally years saw. This person who I loved go through this internal struggle, this just internal damnation for whatever reason, everybody I see, especially people that I see who are kind of insecure or do have this kind of look of, of, of hate because they can't love themselves. Mm. That breaks me apart, and so I, you know, I relate to that, and it, you know, it puts me in tears. And so I love Sharon for the person he is. Mm-hmm. I love him to, like I love every bit of who he is because I know the struggle that he has. You know what I mean? I've, I've seen it. It's visceral to me.
2: Why you always
4: letting people pick on you, man? What you mean? You always letting them pick on you? So, what I gotta do? All you gotta do? Show these niggas you ain't saw. But I ain't saw. I know. I know. But it don't mean nothing if they don't know. Come on. You want these fools to pick on you every day?
0: The best part about our job is that we get to hopefully make the ones who feel like they're other not feel like they're other. Because good film work makes people feel as if they're not as alone as they think. Mm. You know what I mean? To be in a position to tell a story that shines light on a on on a subject matter in, in in a body of people who really haven't had the opportunity to, to be on a big screen, it's incredible. You know, I, I feel so so grateful to have been a part of something like this and I do I know I know that it will change the world, man. Yeah. Because it, it like it's going to change the world and it's going to make people or help people understand that it's okay help people understand that, like, bro, I love you. Like, I don't know you, but I love you. Trust me, I love you. You know what I mean? And other people will love you because they understand that.
2: Something else that's very strong and you sort of touched on it is it's not a judgmental film.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's not a judgmental film. It's really just holding a mirror up to the lives of you know young black men young black women who are all intertwined all needing something from one another all leaning on each other and they have you know these nuanced lives you know as african americans we're not all monolithic we 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 go through a lot and i think it was just important to tell uh, a fresh new story
2: i was gonna ask you a little bit about um the the version of the character that you spend a lot of time with um alex who plays the version that's called Little.
4: I love working with Alex Little was a joy. I think he did such an incredible job. I think this was his first movie. And so um, he took great direction. He had great instinct or off camera. He was so bubbly and running around, dancing. We had so much fun. Mm -hmm. But he had to be more silent as Little, you know, in front of the camera. So I think that's really the remarkable thing is seeing the dynamic, you know, there, seeing the different versions of him. It was just, you know, so interesting and so exciting to watch. And stop putting your head down in my house. You know my rule. It's all love and all pride in this house. You feel me? I can't hear you. Do you feel me?
2: Yeah. Okay. I feel you. All
4: right.
2: It must have been quite interesting to watch it all the way through and then, you know, see yourself come in on the third part. Yeah, man, especially because, you know, obviously you
0: read the story, you know what it's about. But the first time I saw it was just so unique because, like like I said, you know, we I didn't meet the other guys, mm. really. And so to see Alex, again, the first chapter, looking and, and making these facial expressions and doing these movements that I feel like I did when I was younger... Mm was the most surreal thing. I felt, it sounds insane, but I felt as if I was looking at a younger version of myself with maybe a different nose, just a little bit. But everything else was like, I'm like, this is incredible. And then to the second chapter, I had that kind of gangly, you know what I'm saying, skinnier phase where I was like the taller guy and I would have to flick everybody off because they were like, oh, look at the tree, you know, that kind of thing. And then so it's just like, it's a very, very unique thing to see the trajectory you know and the change throughout from that to me and it's kind of like watching boyhood but we're not the same person but you know it feels like we are you know it's insane
2: and the challenge for you is that the fact that he doesn't speak very much mm-hmm. it's, it's it's all about it's all about what you don't see
0: that, that that's really liberating for me man because you know the actors that i love the most and kind of look up to the most can do so much just with their eyes. just And I feel like you say so much with your eyes. I mean, you can talk all you want, and your mouth can say whatever, but your eyes are telling the truth. You can lie with your mouth, you can't lie with your eyes. Mm. You know what I mean? So to have that freedom and, and, and capability to just tell a story through your eyes, like Bane and Batman, come on, man, that's amazing.
2: <laughs> you spent hours in front of the mirror,
0: come right, on, right? to- <laughs> just, just hours just figuring out which way to contort my eye to say this, you know what I mean? Yeah. I run by this old, this old lady. I was running, hollering, cutting a food, boy. This old lady, she stopped me. She said, running around, catching a boy that light. In moonlight, black boys look blue. You blue. That's why I gonna call you.
4: Blue. Say your name, Blue.
0: <laughs> nah. At some point you gotta decide for yourself who you gonna be. Can't let nobody make that
5: decision for you.
0: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: Finally, let's go deeper into the characters with writer Terrell Alvin McCraney. This is a story which comes from your life. Uh, Was this something important for you to write?
3: you know writing it at the time was was important for me um it wasn't necessarily important to share at the time but certainly was important for me to put down i mean it was memories that i thought i f- that i thought i was losing i couldn't figure out a way to, to to concretize or or really get them straight in my head so i tried to put them down as you know truthfully but also as um what's that word when it's from your perspective uh expressionistically as i could mm-hmm. you know i just wanted them to i wanted it to be something that was that was wholly from where where I was living at the time. So, you know, writing the original in Moonlight Black Boys Look Blue was was more about just preserving memories about growing up in Miami, blood memories about my, you know, my mother and a person, a man named Blue, um, who is the character Juan is based on, um, you know, the Kevins in my life. and um, And I think when Barry got that script and rewrote, it into moonlight. I think he preserved a lot of that. He preserved a lot of the memory feeling of it. And then upon shooting it, you know, and as you will see when you when you watch it, there is a lot of that kind of landscape that still exists, that kind of dreamlike state in which it was written in. And so what Barry did was he just unbraided it. It used to be braided and in, in the, the original script is circular, right? So you would see uh, the first chapter, little, wake up, then you would see right after it, uh, it would cut to Chiron waking up, uh, getting ready to go to school. And then you would see Black waking up, getting ready to, you know, go to the corner. And that's how the entire film progressed until you realized, until you came to a realization that it was actually just one life, but that just those different stages. And Barry thought, I understand what you're trying to do here, but the best way to immerse the audience in it is to really just tell it chapter by chapter. And so he just unbraided it. And extended the third part in order to tell, you know, in each chapter what that pivotal moment is.
2: A lot of previous LGBT stories that have come to the cinema have not had the freedom to tell the story in the way they originally intended. Mm. What are your thoughts on why this has been an, an issue and why this film has had the chance to maybe speak in a more truthful voice?
3: Well, I think you you touched on a very important word, freedom. I mean, I think when we when I wrote the script, because I wasn't really worried about anybody seeing it i didn't think anybody would see it i sort of wrote it with the abandon of a child you know moving in and sort of you know using the minority report board to figure out my life minority reports it's a, it's a nod to a film i think it's spielberg film about that tom cruise moves around memories in order to see what happens right exactly so the the so but that's that's how it felt it felt like you know doing that and i think barry the budget wasn't Extraordinarily high. In fact, it was probably on the lower end of the, the of the budgets. So he talks about all the time that the freedom was in removing failure from the table. You know, we were just going to do the best job we could with what we have. So there's no there's no room for failure. You're sort of free to to do what you can um, and to the best of your abilities, and that's infinite, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and I and I and you truly feel that, and so I think that's that's what you're seeing. You're seeing a a, a we don't feel like we're telling a specifically gay story. Uh, We don't feel like we're telling a typical urban story. We feel like we're telling a story that's very specific to where we grew up. And so only we know that. So we got to do the best we can, which is, you know, limitless.
5: I need some money. For what? That's my business. Don't you ask me no shit like that. Why don't have no money? No, don't lie to me, boy. I'm your mama. That bitch over there ain't no Kenya. I'm your blood, remember? I ain't feeling good. I need something to help me out.
2: They, they say you, that, you, that your parents screw you up. Oh, <laughs> and <didn't> they? That, <laughs> Well, they say that, your par- that the effect your parents have lived for you throughout your whole life. And I think okay. that's one of the universalities of this of this story mm. as, as we see um, Chiron struggling with, with the, the effect his mother has on his life. Well, sure. I mean, I think, I
3: think what your parents endure, you endure, you endure too. We often think that, you know, children are somehow benign to that or they're somehow uh, protected from that, but that's, that's sort of silly to think. Um, but it's also, you know, I also think uh, it was an exploration of how those choices and how those, how the traumas and the chaos that's true for everybody at that moment, the 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 parent and the child. How you know you can see the other side of it. At some point, you there is a way towards something else. I mean, sure, you, you know, no one leaves this life unscathed, regardless of where you come from. And so I think that I think that's universal. No matter no matter where you think you come from, you still
2: are right where you are. So. The casting of the film is, is I think, uh, incredible. What to put it mildly. Um, I mean, that, that must be one of the joys of your, of your, of your job, um, seeing other people speak your lines. Mm. Could, could you talk a little bit about that? No,
3: yeah. I mean, I wish I could say anything. I wish I could say that I could take, take part in these incredible performances. But you know, I think the thing, the thing is, to a person, you know, uh, Trevante Rhodes, Andre Holland, who played the adult Chiron and the adult Kevin. Um, to ashton uh and uh and Jarrell to play the who played Chiron and Kevin in the middle years, and even Alex Hibbert and jaden piner they they were you know they just acted they just started acting like a month ago and they just sort of threw themselves in it, it just You know, and then we got the queen, Naomi Harris and Mahershala Ali coming in and doing, you know, they're swooping in to do this piece. And I think what's lost on people is that, you know, people can show up to sets, just tick the boxes. Mm. And that's not what these actors did. That's not what Barry did. That's not what the cinematographer did. They, they, They brought their full self above and beyond. And I think, you know, that to me is, you know, you can only just be grateful for that.
2: I managed to speak to, uh, previously to a couple of the actors mm. involved, and interestingly, they both said that th- they connected so well with the material is they knew people in their lives that had mm. gone through si- similar jo- journeys. It's obviously a story that was personal to you, but it's great that's been told. No, for sure, it's great it's being told. It's great that those actors related in a
3: way, and I think for me, I I am rewarded for you know it makes me nervous talking about myself most times, but I'm rewarded for the candor about this particular portion of my life by seeing other people who are given the strength to then discuss their lives mm. you know i've had you know very opposite end of the spectrum for myself men and women sort of say you know i know that feeling mm. i've been there in a genuine way not in a way of trying to make it about them but just saying that
2: this helped them call it out in a way and that infinitely rewarding I think it's a film that doesn't judge. Maybe the community within the film, the people around Chiron and, and the other characters do judge him. But I think as a film, it doesn't seem to preach how you should feel. Absolutely. Either way, it doesn't tell you what's good or bad. It just tells you what was and is. I, I want you to ask, I mean... Maybe your experience of of watching the film when it when it when it was finally put together. The thing I loved was the kind of feel of the film, from the cinematography to to the, to the soundtrack. W- w- was that something that you to watch and enjoy? Yeah, I loved the film. I mean, I wish. I mean, you know, and I and I know I'm not objective
3: at all. So that's one of the scary things about it. Is sort of like I really love the film, and I. And the only reason I don't watch it so many times is just because it gets painful sometimes, but it just um, and painful in a way that it just gets so true and so and so rooted in something. But I could. It's so sumptuous and delicious that um, and again, the the people who got together, into, including Nick Patel, who created the Incredibles uh, soundtrack. I mean, there's there's to this. I think if you go online, you can find a, um, a ballet choreographed to some of that music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of, you know, it's infectious in that way. So yeah, it's 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 thrilling. It's absolutely thrilling.
2: Last question. Um, and maybe this is something you thought about, you know, if you were to meet a Chiron, the young Chiron Little, you know, a younger version of yourself, you know, would, would you be able to give him any advice now?
3: I meet him all the time. And the thing, you know, I think I don't, I try not to advise anybody. And to me, the best thing I can do is through actions, show them that they have a place, that they belong somewhere. So I try not to, you know, I try not to tell young people much of anything because telling young people is is very difficult, especially because they're living in a way that we we're trying to get back to. We're always trying to think about the now, right? We always spend thousands of dollars on or, or pounds on educating ourselves and ways to meditate to only think about now. Where children are already in that place, and so they're already in their 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 young minds solving the major problems of the day. We just got to give them room. Um, and space and support to do it. So more often than not, I'm, I'm trying to give, I try to give young people, especially uh, young people who, who feel like they may not belong, a place where they feel like they do, that they know they do, that, they, that their influence is going to affect the way in which uh, the world is going to be shaped. If I can get them to understand that and feel that not in a pressurized way, but in a way of, of, of nurturing, then I think I've done my job. Let your head
0: rest in my hand. Relax. I got you. I promise. I'm not gonna let you go. Hey, man.
3: I got you. There you go. Ten seconds.
0: That right there. You're in the middle of the world, man. That's good. You like it? I got chicken. More athletic. There you, go. There, you go. there you go. I think you're ready. I think we got a
3: swimmer. You want to try? You ready to swim? Go.
2: fascinating glimpse behind a film from some of the actors and the writer involved no one knew or expected the success of Moonlight although Trevante was pretty confident
0: this movie is going to get the audience it deserves and everybody in the world is going to see it and appreciate it and love it and understand it and see it with open hearts and open eyes and, and, and learn to accept everyone
2: if you haven't seen it already do take the time to enter the immersive universe that Barry Jenkins created with his team it's a delight of a film I'm Ben Eshmade. Thanks for listening to this archive edition of Nothing Concrete, the Barbican podcast. Here to inspire more people to discover and love the arts with weekly episodes of archive finds and themed series. Subscribe to Nothing Concrete on Acast, Spotify or wherever you find your podcasts. And if you can, leave us a review to help us get the word out.